0: Come on, we got Marty Baron at the hockey party tonight. Come on, we got a on for the hockey party tonight. Come on, out in
1: Saskatchewan, it's a hockey party tonight. Come on, hey, I'm Jay and I'm done. And we are your Kraken Captains. Hello, and thank you for tuning in for another episode of the Kraken Captains podcast. Mid-March, and our road warriors turn things right around, sort of. Sweeping another road trip early, uh, but home ice continues to be an up-and-down affair. Things are getting tight. Vegas is starting to put a stranglehold on the top spot in the division. The kings are a solid at two. And now the Oilers have the upper hand on the number three spot, um, beating us in a home game and pushing us down into the wild card spot. The first wild card spot, but uh, wild card nonetheless. No rest for the weary because teams like Calgary and Nashville are nipping at our heels. Um, Good news is rumors are swirling. Um, Not really rumors. I mean, Ron Francis has come out and said he expects Berkey burakovsky to to be back um this year, so that's good to hear. Um he's been seen on the ice. Screw looks to be at the top of his game when he's not being pulled in the middle of game for being sick. Um there are some breathing room between the last wild card spot and the Calgary Flames. And we play the Golden Knights two games to end the season. So imagine if those two games decide our fate in the playoffs. Exciting stuff! Right, Doug? How about you?
0: Are you excited? Yeah, it's, this is good news about Burakovsky. I was starting to worry that we weren't going to see him again. Right. Especially with the playoffs coming up, you know what I mean? hmm We're really going to want to see him. The Pacific Division is such a tight race this season that you can't blink or you'll miss something. The Kraken sit three points behind the Oilers, who are only six points behind the Golden Knights. But while all this is going on in the Pacific Division, the Central Division is also tightening up. While the Winnipeg Jets only sit two points behind the Kraken as sort of our uh, central division counterparts in the in the race for that number one wild card spot.
1: Yeah, it's us uh, and them right now. In the yeah, wildcard. there's
0: only eight points difference between them and Dallas, who are first place in their division. So the whole Western Conference, huh? The whole Western Conference is a much closer race than the Eastern Conference, where the Bruins have already clinched the playoff spot with over a hundred points. And listen, folks, playoffs start in the middle of April; it's right around the corner, and the Kraken need to keep pushing. Now's not the time to let up. Darn you know? right. And I mean, it, we kind of got a little a little playoff glimpse because the the way the playoff picture is looking right now has the Kraken playing Dallas in the first round if we get that wild card spot, and things shape up the way that they're shaping up right now so uh to uh, win in overtime is is it's kind of like it's good but in seven game series that's gonna be that's gonna be a tight race are too, you gonna so. get
1: are you gonna get four overtimes in the, in a seven game series <laughs> and like ha- yeah to, i mean yeah it
0: could go all the way seven and if you
1: think if you think about it they blew us out in one game same thing we lost in overtime in one game and we get the overtime win so I mean, on the one hand, I hear what you're saying. On the other hand, you're like, well, pretty evenly matched team then. I think
0: it is. It's even Steven, I think.
1: Yeah, I think we gotta clean clean it up a little bit is the problem. Um I saw a stat that's like we allow the most we allow the most uh open uh, or like six on five goals. So when they pull their goalie and it's uh we're like a plus three when the goalie is pulled, which means it, it's one of the worst statistics in the league, I think. Man, I yeah. wish I had that in yeah. front of me. They were also but talking the point about, is, is like when, when they pull their goalie, the chances are way better that they're going to score a goal than we are going to score an empty netter.
0: <laughs> so. They were talking during one of those games about uh, you know, just what you and I have been talking about a lot in this podcast about like that deadliest 30 seconds in hockey when someone oh, yeah, scores and the then deadliest you get an 90 seconds, goal right the back, response right? goal. And whether it's, and, and so they were talking about that in hockey. They were saying that the Kraken have like, you know, they were saying like, you know, 10th in this, in the league or whatever it is. I can't remember exactly, but up there in the amount of, uh, you know, answering goals against, yeah. But then they also are like really high in the league for answering goals Four. for the Kraken as well. So Yeah,
1: we've, <laughs> we've certainly turned that around this year. I think it's like the dichotomy, we allow them still, but we actually we do respond this season. So Yeah, they're a gritty team. Yeah, it evens out. Anyway, we better we better get into the maelstrom before this thing gets totally off the rails. Yep. The Maelstrom! The Maelstrom! The Maelstrom! The Maelstrom! Okay, here we are. Three stars of, of this episode, Doug?
0: The three stars of this episode. Starting with right. the third star. Yep, that would be Bjorkstrand.
1: Well-deserved. Five goals and three assists in March. He's really come alive. Um, he, he moved... Back down to the Yanni Gord line, and that connection has really blossomed um, in that short amount of time, clearly. I think something's going on there. So it's good to see that going into you know, the heavy, st- important stretch of the season. Um, Bjorkstrand's a workhorse. You love to see the way he plays physically on the defensive side of the ice, but also clearly tallying points for the team. Um, so... Give him a round of applause. York Strand. Yeah. Third style I love
0: it. I mean, I love watching that guy play. He plays so hard.
1: Yeah, I mean He's... Burak. if you look at like the overall, I think Burakowski is gonna be the like the pick of like the offseason when you look at the career. But this season, yeah. based on burakovsky being injured the the last little bit i mean you got to give it to bjorkstrand that was a hell of a pickup that ron uh, ron got in the off season so yeah love seeing yeah, him he's good mm-hmm.
0: second star adam larson three assists this month averaging over 20 minutes a game consistently right now vince dunn has moved up into the top point scorer spot for the team the only reason he's been able to do that is because Adam Larson is holding down the D zone so that Dunn can move up and make the play. Bottoms up for Larson. Cheers. Last night last night against Dallas, the tables were turned and Larson was up in the play, netting himself a beauty in the overtime. He might have had an he might have had a couple assists last night. At least one. I don't know. He was in there though. He was definitely up in the play.
1: Yeah. So it was,
0: interesting. it was interesting seeing that turnaround.
1: Yeah, the other funny thing is that, like, a lot of times you'll see Larson will lay these hits, and everybody that gets hit will, like, go and try to start stuff with Vince Dunn because they were like, I don't really want to mess with Larson. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, when Larson does stuff like that, you get to see him, like, off the ice with that V-neck. I love that thing. So uh, always fun to see it. And, yeah, second star – Larson, for sure. Uh, got to give him props because, you know, without him, the 52 points that Vince Dunn has put up, you know, uh, not nearly as much. Although Vince Dunn does spend a lot of time the, just
0: the pair on of the them power play. Is, the, the, the pair of them is deadly. <laughs> the thing is is that
1: there is still room for improvement with those guys. And just imagine how good they'll be if they take the next step, like next season, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. They got a full season together and – you know, fingers yeah, crossed. Ron doesn't do us numbers. dirty and just pays Vince Dunn, and those guys can spend, you know, another three or four years together before they have to think about extending. What no, is happening?
0: You can't get rid of Vince. Dunn Come now. on,
1: yeah. Please, the wife and I have a cheer for him. So uh, that would be devastating. Okay, you don't
0: ri- you don't get rid of the guy once he's been star of the month in the whole league.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> who knows about the financial part of all this? But yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. with you. All right, number one star, Tanev. Brandon Tanev, it's Turbo Tuesday last night. Turbo
0: Tuesday.
1: Yeah, Tanev or the king of the open net goal. I think he's got, what, three or four of them. Uh, Four goals and three assists for the month, including two last night against Dallas. Um, But doesn't he bring the energy to the ice? You can tell, too, the rest of the team feeds off of his constant supply of raw energy. I think the reason you so see so many teams taking liberties with our guys, um, you know, cross-checks to Vince Dunn uh, in the back that allow goals yeah. that shouldn't have been allowed, um, that go uncalled, illegal checks from behind. Um, the reason you see that much foul play against the Kraken is because guys like Brandon and <coughs> Yanni, <coughs> yeah, yeah. Um, they keep them running. They're gassed, and they're chasing guys. And... Uh, it's not just Tanev, but that energy feeds off of guys like yeah. Johnny the whole team is on it like that. Yeah, um, it's great to see him back in the lineup after you know last season where he was out. So uh, he's having a career year coming off of that injury. Fifteen goals, seventeen assists, thirty-two points, and a plus nineteen points. rating. Plus
0: nineteen—that's yeah. amazing. And, and those
1: are all career bests. So across the board. Yeah, boards, I mean.
0: Come back. He's just a badass. Mm-hmm. I think you know if yeah, yeah. We'll I, just leave it at that. I mean,
1: we've we've There's, we've talked about it before. Like it was one of the things we said. Like this team really missed him last year, and it's pretty self evident. Like a you know, full healthy year with Tanev, and that four, the whole fourth line. I mean, it, it it really has separated us. I think, and at times when the team needed to be carried, like they carried the team. So sure. If you're looking for a backbone, you know, it's those guys and and Yanni Gordon and people like that. So anyway, definitely. Those are the top 3 stars. So happy that Tanev gets to be first star. <sighs> Fourth line on the team, yep. first line in our hearts.
0: <laughs> that's right. That's right. March, cracking our 6-3 and one for the month. Unfortunately, two of those losses came at the hands of the Dallas Stars, who as of right now, in the playoff picture, like I said, are who the Kraken will be playing in the first round of the playoffs if we get that wild card spot and if everything is shaping up the way it looks. So hopefully that's not a sign of things to come. Although last night, we got that overtime win, baby. So right, I really think the Kraken could have won – Either of the first two games, and it's definitely a tight race when it comes to these two teams when they take the ice. I think it could be a seven-game series easily, and in a seven-game series, anything can happen.
1: Well, the other thing I will say is it'll be kind of interesting because there have been a lot of, like, unlucky bounces that swung Dallas's way. Like, you think about that goal, that that first player play goal last night that bounced off of the backboard. And hit DeCord in the back and went in. Which, oh you know, drop a little mention to DeCord coming coming up. Uh, Gru's still Decord, sick. me DeCord,
0: what a surprise seeing him last night. I was not expecting that.
1: Well, we spend a little, a little second talking about that, I think. I think it's because Gru's sick, so they take the opportunity, you know, to bring him up instead of Drieger. Drieger's still rehabbing. And they get a close look at, at his progress and decide whether or not they need to bring Jones back. Because, um, honestly, I've always felt like he was a rental when we signed him at the beginning of the year. Like, yeah. not expecting him to usurp Gru. And, but needing, you know, needing somebody. Drieger's That's injury. I mean, and playoffs are coming. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, if something crazy happens in the playoffs and Martin Jones plays in like, Wins a bunch of playoff games. They might have to for rethink their strategy. it's weird because strategy. it's like
0: I know Gru's the man, but it's like Jones got us here with the the whole first half of the season. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I mean I agree, but if you look at where they are now, Gru looks to be the sharper of the two. So yeah, being, and I
0: don't think uh, I don't think that Jones is going anywhere in the near future, right? I think that I think that he's going to get his time on the ice and in the playoffs as well for sure.
1: Well, yeah, I just mean in the off season when they are making these decisions.
0: Yeah, they They, have to be able to know what. And decor is two and zero.
1: Yeah, they gotta they gotta see him up up here against real competition. So I think that was a. I don't want to say savvy move, but that was the move you need to make. You take the opportunity with Grubey and sick, and say, "Okay, this is a team that beat both. That's crazy
0: though. They beat like right Grubey. They beat like a few weeks in before overtime. the playoffs. That's when you do this. That's crazy. You beat them. Yeah. You needed to win, like, and and it's, it's really good. Like, Decor got his second win of the season. Right? It's yeah. only the second he's undefeated. Final that we've seen him, and he's undefeated. Yeah, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, so. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see what happens there. But for me, like right now. I mean,
0: overtime, that's a lot of pressure.
1: To- yeah, absolutely. And well, and especially after allowing the goal, you know. In three gotta weeks like,
0: before playoffs, when you need to win against the team in, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, in, in the Western, Western Conference. conference. Not in yeah. the division, but in yeah. the
0: conference. Yeah.
1: No, no. Yeah. And, and he allows the goal with 0.7 seconds left. So you got to mentally, like, collect yourself and. He made some huge saves in that game. Honestly, he looked really good. And yeah. as far as the prospect pool, I think next season it's going to be a lot harder to pull him up and and put him on waivers cuz people will be like, "No, nah, we saw that Dallas game. Let's 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 <laughs> um, grab him." Yeah. Which all the better for him, you know what I mean? So, we'll see, but Yeah, definitely. But as of now, he's got a good good career ahead of him. Yeah. Grew, I think is in the driver's seat obviously. Um, Until he got sick, he had started eight of nine games in March. I think it's ten now, obviously, but eight of the nine games when he was available, and he's five and two. Um, Matt's a little wonky because Gru started the Oilers game but left due to that illness, so Jones absorbed that loss. Um, Besides a soft goal allowed early in the Oilers game, he's been sharp overall. Um, and I have a feeling a lot of the so-called Gru haters were holding their breath when he went down the tunnel in that game and nobody knew what was up because uh, they know that Gru is our best chance uh, getting into the playoffs moving forward and and if we're going to go anywhere in the playoffs. So how Gru goes is how the team goes. And I like our chances. So um, I think Gru's been seeing the puck. And he's been sharp and focused, minus one or two moments. And uh, the San Jose game the other night, he was especially on in a tight one to two game. And that's what you want to see moving forward. Like, can you win those tight games where we've had, like, oh, we were up three to one? Now it's four to four and we got to go to overtime. Yeah. So, what the hell? Um, <laughs> yeah. He's my yeah. horse and I'm, I'm betting on him to win.
0: Definitely, definitely. I think we're going all the way with Gru for sure. I don't think I don't think Ron Francis didn't know what he was doing when he picked him up. I don't think, you know, any of this other stuff along the way is gonna change that. Right. It was good to see him get that win against the Sharks, though. Cause yeah. when they lost against him the game before that when they played him, even though it's an overtime win, I mean like can't be losing those games in the division you know right well and
1: that's a weird one because you and i looked in there so we only play them three times and everybody else in the division we play four so i mean technically we got up on them because we won two out of three so two out of three right um but that one was particularly bad because i think it was probably the worst effort by the oh team in gosh, front of the dads yes. dude that was dad's weekend and they, oh. they won the game at home, but then they took them down to San Jose and laid that egg, and it's like, ugh, you guys. What, did you go down to California and eat too much steak and hang out and laugh too Yep, much?
0: yep. Still too much time in tonight. the sun. Not enough rain. <laughs> All right.
1: It's time for rapid-fire discussion, Doug. It's a new ready. maybe segment, but we're just going <laughs> to pop off the questions and uh, – talk it back and forth what are the little things this team can do to take us over the edge moving into the end of the season um i'll start i think the biggest thing for me is consistent forecheck i've i've been to games where it's there and and they're really active in the zone and it puts the team skating downhill instead of on their heels And this team Uh plays better. And when you see when they don't have that, and they get flat-footed, like some something about the momentum in the beginning of the game, something happens, and they just don't have that downhill, consistent forecheck. Uh, It's a, it's not,
0: yeah, and and maybe 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 you're hitting it right on the head there because that's kind of like, I was just gonna say like, just keeping the pressure on. You know what I mean. It's like it seems like when they start falling back and trying to play defensively, yeah. Then they start chasing the puck, and like when when you're chasing the puck, the other team is cycling the puck. It's not there's no teams in the league, you know, that you're gonna get away with that aren't gonna make you pay, you right? Know, when you're when you're chasing it like that, so yeah, like owning the zone, they gotta own the zone, but they really gotta keep up the pressure, and that's why it's nice to see like. Tanav, like we said, you know what I mean? Bringing yep. the energy, keeping guys like Yanni Gordon, Morgan Geeky, and Sprong, all these guys, you know what I mean? Keeping them on their feet and just, you know, really keeping the momentum up.
1: Yeah, I think that uh, Sprong, when you talk about him, every time he gets pulled out of the lineup, he always comes back with his hair on fire, like he's got something to prove. So I, that would be my secret weapon in this first round. When we get into the wild card, especially if we're playing Dallas or whatever, we go to Dallas. Oh, it was so we, awesome. We
0: he just came in and rifled. He gets a goal and then he gets an assist on the second can yeah. of goal. It was just you like, just boom, you sit out. him
1: for the first game in Dallas, and if you win, good. You put him in in the second game and just destroy. It. But the yeah. da- the Dallas game last night is the perfect example. You saw how we played him in those first two games. And when we went into Dallas and played them last night, it was a totally different – The pre, we put the pressure on them the whole game. We played whole our game. style. But, you know, the other thing is I think we've talked about how this is a road team and how well they've done on the road. I think they're like 16 and 15 at home. They're almost even. And uh, somebody – during the broadcast was talking about how you play on the road and it's a simpler game and you're not trying to make these crazy passes and you just want to get in there, put pressure on, do your thing and get out with the win. And I think they need to bring that home with them. And I I think they in fact said that whatever they're doing on the road, they need to replicate on home ice. Um, A lot of these weird, you know, trick passes or, you know, you watch, like, I don't know. You just see, like, somebody when you're like,
0: ah, you, you didn't need to make that extra pass.
1: You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I do know what like you mean because it's like its bad like pass, turnovers, pass, pass, And you start, you start noticing they're like nobody that's catching the puck is even looking to shoot. They're just looking at the next guy to pass to, and it's like so easy. They're, like, choreographing it. It's easy to read that play. It's just like, every, yeah. you know, they're just waiting for the perfect shot. There is no perfect shot. You just right. gotta start. You gotta start taking the shot, right?
1: So, and you know, we've talked about this multiple times. It's a blue collar team, and you gotta like do the hard work, do the forecheck, bring the energy, and put pucks on that. And that's when they're at their best. And they, you know, I'm sure they're harping on that. You know, in the locker Definitely. room, like, stick sure. to this. We know it works. And so, I hope to see that more consistently over the last weeks of the season. And if we can get hot and win some games, we did a good job. We started off this road trip beating Dallas. Now you can say, all right, we're going to Nashville to, for two games. Those two for me are must wins. I think we need to win eight games.
0: and if those, they don't beat Nashville twice. Nashville, we. well,
1: at least <laughs> they, beat I mean, them they once. Should. They should. They should beat them both times. But that's, of all the games, Nashville and Calgary are the two teams trying to get into the wild card. So those are the two games you need to win the most. Because you, obviously, it's a four-point swing. You get two points, but they stay where they are. Yeah. So those, to me, are the must-win games and could be... Like, when you look back at it, if we drop, like, five of the last ten, but we win those two, those are the games that you're like, those were the
0: ones that got us in. We pushed Nashville out of the race. Yeah, and you don't want to be in that situation. Yeah.
1: It's getting crazy. I you know, I think the last episode I was like, oh, "I feel more and more confident. Every day this is a playoff I know. team. All season I've just been going, we're going to make it. And we're going to make it. Yeah, and we're going to make it." Between that episode and the last episode, we played two we played Ottawa and two Dallas games that I was like, "Oh, I'm not so confident anymore." Like, <laughs>
0: so oh, close. we can don't, do don't this. Now,
1: nah, we, we're going to we're going to figure it out. We're going to get it. But yeah they're in there like i mean we should have closed out both the ottawa game where we allowed them to get back into the game and that
0: first dallas game that we lost in ot so whatever and the other san jose game i mean come on there's there's a bunch of games that this team definitely should have won where it's like 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 we've been talking about all season two it's like it's like they're amazing they win these like long seven game stretch road trips right Right. it's like seven in a row where they just won which has never been done in league history it's like what it's like remnants of last year where you're just seeing the same stuff we saw all season last year yeah the good news is like like one it's like one every 10 games you see it where you're just like oh my Gosh, what are you guys doing? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the consistency, you know. I think that's, you know, that's probably something that could be said for most teams. Yeah.
1: If you look at the level of improvement, too, though, it's off the charts. We're all, we're, we probably will break the record. I've been looking at it. I think we need two, I think we need three more points to actually own the record. So we need two more wins to improve. Have the biggest improvement in NHL history from year one to year two. Nice. So,
0: Well, we'll get that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You have to, right? Knocking on wood. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, if they lose every single game from now to the end, <laughs> I <Yeah>. will die. <laughs> right.
1: Okay, so speaking of that, when Gru comes back and uh, from being sick, what's the over-under on him starting the rest of the games down the stretch? Say he misses one more game. So it'd be ten games or whatever it is. No, eleven. What's the? You think he starts all of them, or you think they like? No, parcel I don't it think out? so.
0: I don't think so. I think keep him fresh. I th- if I think Gru's got probably five, six games maybe left before they say. All right, We're, we don't want you getting injured. We don't want you getting hurt. We're gonna put in Jones for the last five games. No way. You don't think so?
1: No way. I mean, the, okay, the last spot. <laughs> no. Why are no. you
0: asking me trick questions? I'm not asking
1: you trick questions. I'm saying uh, you, because you're, because you're saying that he's not gonna play the last five games of the season. There's no way. Because then he's cold going into the playoffs. Okay. I would I, – I say the over-under on that is a zero. Like, he's not going to start the rest of them. But the idea that he's going to –
0: that
1: he's, he's going to not –
0: Well, I think they got to give him some time to – I think that they're going to not want to put him in some of these positions where it's going to be like the pressure's on before the playoffs are here. You know what I mean? Jones well, can win games too. Oh, well, well clearly – I, I agree. You know what I mean? I, maybe so, not in the last five games. Maybe that's extreme. Maybe they go 2-2-2. Two, 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 you know what I mean? Sure. Maybe they go 2-2-2. Two and two and two. Like, What I would do is I would – Maybe they go 1-1. One and one. I don't know.
1: I would start but Jones. I don't think you put
0: all that on him.
1: I would start Jones. First game in Nashville, especially if Crews still sick. Joey Decord probably goes back, or maybe they're like, looked pretty good, play him again.
0: I can't imagine seeing Joey Decord again for the rest of the season. We're
1: gonna find if out see, soon. If,
0: if we see Decord again before the end of the season, I would be surprised. We've just got too much to lose.
1: Well, I gotta tell you, dude. They haven't said. Se- I haven't seen anything on the waiver wire about them sending him back to to California. No, no. So uh, maybe they are like, all and, right, and
0: like, and like maybe Wuckle you know, look? maybe maybe you're right with like they gotta see what he looks like. Maybe they do something like where they pull Dreger up and we see him again. I again. see
1: that I don't think <laughs> they can do because they can't. I don't think they could if they see him and he looks healthy, they probably can't send him back. Like Joey, they could decor. They could probably send him back on waivers. You know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be interesting, but I think they can do whatever they want, can't they? I mean, like he's right now, he's playing for Coachella.
1: Oh Drieger? yeah yeah
0: yeah, yeah. but so they I could do... bring him up for a game and send him back if they wanted to. You think he won't get claimed? <clears throat> oh, is that what happens? He'll get claimed on waivers if I think that's the concern. if people see
1: like he's a known entity and if people see he's healthy uh, but then again, like at this point in the season, do you want to upset upset the Apple cart and be like, we really can need you a go. The bring...
0: deadline's over. You can't I mean, I guess cuz he's on waivers. He he's on waivers. Up.
1: But when you claim somebody on waivers, you have to put them on your roster. So that would mean whatever team grabbed him would be like he's going to be our
0: back. Yeah, but if they're out of the playoffs, it doesn't matter. Then
1: they just steal. If him.
0: you're like <laughs> if you're like if you're like Anaheim <laughs> you just have mm. no chance of making it to the playoffs at all. You're just like no, just no stealing, chance. just stealing
1: a goaltender for the yeah. last last five games of the season. Yeah, yeah. And I now don't know in
0: there, and it doesn't matter if he wins or loses, and he'll yeah. be our guy next season.
1: As you know, with me, we're, we're getting I didn't into think of that. we're getting into headache area where I'm not a good GM, <laughs> and I'm like, there's way too much, there's way too much going too on much goalie <laughs> talk. <laughs> Alright, um, how many wins in the last 11 or 12 games do we need to get All in? of them! All <laughs> of them? No, how many do we need to get into the playoffs?
0: Oh my god.
1: Better not be all of them.
0: I, what do I look like, a mathematician? Well, I think it depends on other teams.
1: Well, it always does. <laughs> Okay, so here's what I'll say. Like, I kind of alluded to it. If we lose both games to Nashville, we need to win 10. Because that would mean Nashville is basically, like, right on our heels. If we beat Nashville both times, we probably only need to win 6 or 7. Because we put enough distance between us and the people... The teams that are trying to beat us. Yeah, the
0: Jets basically are. You're you're basically saying the Jets and the Kraken are going to get the wild card spots as long as they hold fast. Yeah. And the Predators and the Flames. As long as, you know.
1: Yeah. Well, so we can't control as much of what the Flames do. I think we play them
0: once, maybe and the jets have a lot more to worry about than the kraken do. Yeah. Cuz we've got two more points than they do. So but if they're, you, they're the ones that really
1: <laughs> Yeah. If you look at the final schedule, I I'm think to, we play I'm Calgary to get there. I think we play Calgary once. So obviously that's a must win, but we pl- we definitely play
0: the predators twice. So yeah, we got two Preds, the Wild, the Ducks, the Kings, the Coyotes, the Canucks. Coyotes, Blackhawks, Coyotes.
1: I lied. That's yeah, we, we like. don't play we Calgary. Don't play. So you,
0: you can't worry
1: about Calgary. But if we can sweep nope. Nashville in these next two games, I think it only takes seven games.
0: I mean, Coyotes, Blackhawks, Coyotes, they should be able to win those three games also. It'd be tough, but they should be able to do it.
1: The the Blackhawks for sure. The Coyotes are playing like a different brand of hockey. I, I've mentioned we've it. got them three times. I know. I mentioned it. They beat. They recently beat Boston, so we beat them as well at home. Not just saying, just bragging a
0: little bit. Humble sure. brag. Sure. So there's no reason we shouldn't be able to beat the Coyotes. But if, if we got th- if we got three games against them, we have to win at least two out of three. Come on. Sure. Yeah, yeah,
1: but they they are playing like a different brand of hockey now. Yeah, I think definitely stuck in. I think that being
0: stuck in that, that, stuck in that are... stupid
1: stadium has galvanized the players, and I would say that they played way above <coughs> their like mean. Like they are okay. So you know who you know who the Arizona Coyotes are? They're hockey's version of Major League. It's just like us against the world. The <laughs> <laughs> it's us against the world, dude. That yeah. you know, like the owner doesn't care about us. Oh, we're playing in this stupid stadium and that, sh- they <laughs> want us to lose and just tank. They're We're going to leave the city. And, you know, the GM's in there and the coach and they're like, we're going to take a piece of clothing off every win in the playoffs. Win one for the Gipper. <laughs> If you win, <laughs> all I'm saying is it's probably a fun brand of hockey over there right now. As much yeah. as we like to make fun of them for all the stuff that's happened, they're oh, pl-
0: definitely they're a plucky I mean, little on. team.
1: So it's gonna be an interesting stretch. But
0: yeah, we should. It's the same the- thing with the Ducks. We got the Ducks too, and they're also like pulling some pulling some some big moves out here at the end of the season too.
1: I just look at the the two Nashville games and then the division games. We got yeah. Anaheim, LA, and two against Vegas.
0: Yeah, the two adve- to two against Vegas to end the season is. Brutal. So if you if you <laughs> win those five, <laughs> oh my gosh, and
1: then you you win two against Arizona, you're good. Oh, we have a we have a game against the Canucks too.
0: Yeah, and that makes yep. seven. We could beat them again yeah. this season. Need to. They should be. We need to. Yeah. They should be on fire for all these division games. Dude. This last, this last stretch of the season. What do you want? should be just last gasp. Yeah. Gangbusters. Yeah. Hair on fire. Let's let's yep. go and do it. Definitely because yep. that's. I mean, looking at it, Ducks Kings two against the Predators, the Wild Ducks Kings. I mean, the three against the Coyotes, one Canucks, one Blackhawks, and two Golden Knights. Come on. Sounds like it's a easy.
1: Sounds like a Christmas Hockey. song.
0: <laughs> Hockey's easy. Hockey's fun. Come on. Just go play, boys. You, you can do it. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. I was gonna talk about some other stuff and blah blah blah, yeah. but la- last thing before we get out of this segment, I think we should just mention the the hit on Vince Dunn, and the missed <laughs> call. And the oh, chaos the refs that ensued. Suck. The refs suck. Yeah, the it was. Just so I was at that game. Vince Dunn at the end of the game, which he also got cross-checked at the end of that Dallas game that was a no call. So uh, Somebody popped him in the head. He's bleeding all over out of his nose. And they didn't call the play. And then he goes to the bench, he's yelling at the ref, and then he's banging on the window, a blank window, banging on the glass, and the ref calls a penalty on him, and he ends up in the box, and the whole stadium starts chanting, refs, you suck, really loud. And it goes on the whole break, and then they drop the puck, and it's still going, just, refs, you suck refs you suck and it was the loudest i've ever heard the stadium it was insane and if not for grew making a save and everyone having to switch and yell grew it probably would have gone on forever because it was not stopping and it just brings to mind some of the things that have happened and and really makes you take a look hopefully the league takes a look at these things and like you guys need to do your job because if they had called that penalty in the first place, that never would have happened. And later on, Vince Dunn goes into the concussion protocol. So like halfway through the penalty, not halfway, but early on in the penalty, they go into the box and they're talking to him and he like gets out. And at first everyone's cheering and then they see him like go down the tunnel. And then everyone's like pissed again. Yeah, (laughs) They're like, did they kick him out of the game? Uh, So, you know... You can watch a crowd get out of control pretty fast when you do stuff like that. So,
0: Well, yeah. And the other thing is that you see a lot of, like, team justice yep. also. And we've like, talked about that and before. And that's not really good for the sport either. Like, I mean, I get it. And I think it's, it's definitely part of the sport. You know what I mean? You see somebody take a hack at your goalie, you're going to take a hack right back, right? Yeah. But, like, but... When you see things like this, like McCann getting repeatedly cross-checked in the back, in front of the net. Right. And there's no call, and there's no call, and there's no call. And then play goes on, and, like, you know, these two guys are antagonizing each other. And nobody's calling until you see a face wash, and these guys are starting to, like, get ready to, like, kill each other. Right. Like, somebody should have said something a long time before that. Right. You know? Yeah, but and, maybe that's just it. Maybe it's like it's getting close to the playoffs, so like you know that the refs call a lot less stuff this time of year.
1: Yeah, we got to adjust to either one, but the 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 thing for me is that that team justice stuff can come back to bite you, and I I know we're coming off well, on that's, that Vancouver that's the game, thing,
0: you know, and McCann got called. He went he went to the end up as after a four on four.
1: Instead of a power play. It's
0: like, what the hell? None of that stuff would have happened if you just called the initial penalty. But that's, you can't, you can't play like that.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, and we're coming up on that Vancouver game. That's, you know, people are still angry (coughs) about that hit to Bernier. So we're we're going to see what happens. That's going to be
0: one where we're at. They're going to, they're not going to, they're not going to care about the playoffs. JB, I'm telling you, they're going to go out there and they're going to get it. I know. (laughs) See, the thing is, I know that. But
1: if somebody breaks their hand, I swear,
0: I'm. <laughs> I know someone gets hurt. That's the worst. But I expected. The last it. thing you want to see. So, what you need is like what you need is like some guy to go like down to the locker room. Everybody to think he's hurt, and then for him to come back, score the game tying goal, and then <laughs> victory. <laughs> yeah.
1: Speaking of getting hurt, John Hayden, I think we got to give a little shout out to him. He's playing wow, so well. Yeah. He's been called up multiple times.
0: Play-
1: yeah, and he ends up having surgeries out twelve weeks. And the thing that really stinks about all that is he was doing it because he, well, doing it. He he got injured because he got in a fight. You know, agreed to fight somebody to to give the team momentum in a game. And. It just got his gate got caught up underneath him and I saw I finally saw a photo of it and it's gnarly man it, you know he's falling and one leg's up in the air and the other one's like underneath him so it's either Ugh. it was you know a, a knee ligament or an ankle ligament probably uh tear or not well not a tear it definitely wasn't an ACL cuz they're saying 12 week recovery so probably a strain but just a sprain I'm I'm sure you know those guys appreciate all that, and it's just a bummer for a guy who is back and forth and has played so well whenever he's been called upon. And he, you know, he's that like he. Uh, God, what game was it? Ottawa? No, the first Dallas. I can't remember, but he you comes – he came into I know that what game you're talking about. and he it was, was throwing. It was, it was, he was throwing his body around and he was bringing was it Oilers the energy. Game, wasn't it? Oilers game, that's uh, maybe was it, it was on that 18th? game. Yeah.
0: It could have been the stars on the thirteenth, but I think it was the I Oilers. Was the I don't Oilers think it game. was that Sharks game. Yeah,
1: it was the Oilers game.
0: Yeah, I think it was the Oilers. But
1: I mean, he was he was throwing his body around and putting the pressure on and bringing it, and he's Big been doing guy. that all season. When he's we've seen him upon.
0: come up a few times. Yeah,
1: yeah, and so for a guy who is obviously playing two ways and having to go back to Coachella and then get that injury, you know, it's kind of disheartening. So. I uh, just want to make sure he knows, in case he's listening, that we appreciate, you know, all this hard work and everything like that. So, anything else before we bring back an old segment from the future?
0: I'm ready when you are.
1: All right, it's time for what the puck, and it's warranted. What, what the, what the puck? Take her away, Doug.
0: All right. This has been, this has really been kind of getting at me since I've been, I mean, the first article I read about it was like, I don't know, a few months ago, but what's up with teams and players opting out of like the pride night festivities? Yeah. James Reamer, the goalie of San Jose says he couldn't wear a pride themed Jersey because support of the LGBTQ community runs counter to his religious beliefs. The Minnesota Wild scrapped plans to wear their pride jerseys for warmups for Pride Night. The Rangers had a plan to wear their pride themed jerseys for warm night warmups for pride their pride themed jerseys for warmups and quietly opted out. Flyers D-man Ivan Provorov chose not to wear the pride themed jersey and on and on. There's so many I lost track. And this is something I'll just never get. I mean, how insecure could you possibly be? It's not even like you'd be wearing it during gameplay. You can't even wear a rainbow jersey for warm-ups? Are they asking you to sit in a kissing booth, gay kissing booth for the night? No. Hold someone's hand? No. No. Double date with a gay couple? Mm Mm-mm. No way. All they asked you to do was to wear a rainbow jersey to show support for a community of people who are marginalized and discriminated against all the time. And instead, you decided that rather than show any kind of support for this big part of the community that you represent every single time you put on your team's jersey and step on the ice you hide behind your religion or whatever other like excuse that you can come up with to say that you don't sympathize with or stand in solidarity with or have any support of these people because they're different than you. I think it's really shameful and it's really sad that this is still where we are as a global society. Yeah. Is it, I I mean, is it me or is it, it's just like Tortorella, the Flyers coach, right? He, he's, he stood by his player and he said, you know, everybody's got their, everybody's got their, you know, beliefs and it's not up to us to, you know, force anything on them. And like, he was flip flopping too, because they were talking about his stance when the Colin Kaepernick thing was going on Uh during COVID. Right. And he like, he shat all over him. Pardon the language. (laughs) Right. Uh But then the guy on his team, is out here and it's like, he's backing him up. I don't know. It's just like your convictions seem flimsy when all they want you to do is put a shirt on. Yeah. It's not, it's, you can't, you can't, if your religion says you can't wear a shirt with a rainbow on it. I mean, I think that's just going a little, that's a stretch. Don't you think?
1: Well, what is it? Like, to me, it's like, what is it? Like, Okay. You are Christian and homosexuality is a sin. Love your neighbor, man. Like,
0: yeah, I think vengeance is, is
1: mine, saith the Lord. Like, it's not your job. Like, It's it's about let he
0: who is without sin cast the first stone. It's about loving people and and the the And that's all this sort of thing is, right? You hear like a lot of players that are just like, I love this sort of thing, you know what I mean? It's like we get out, we have fun, and that's all it's supposed to be. Like you gotta make it some big thing around like, you know, religious beliefs and whatever, and it's like, dude, they just asked you to put on a shirt with like some rainbow stuff on it. That's it.
1: you know, it's weird because I think uh, it's tough because the dynamic or whatever, I, I'm going to just say this. People feel like they're marginalized. I, I feel like people, like Christians feel like they're marginalized.
0: And, For and having it's to like, put up with, no, like no, it's the book other
1: book. groups that are marginalized. <laughs> this is insane. We just want yeah. you to wear you a can't shirt one night and have it be and on it's you. Like, well, where's the shirt with the cross? <laughs> like, dude, everybody <laughs> lo- like, you know, yeah. the so the other problem is hockey has a particularly bad image, I think, among sports for inclusivity they yeah. have some really bad marks on their Definitely. on their sheet and stuff like this does not help now but don't make it better on the other side i will say like hey james reamer reamer <laughs> reimer whatever <laughs> he doesn't want to he he no doesn't he doesn't want to wear the jersey nobody yeah. should be forced to wear something they don't want to wear but <laughs> no the san jose sharks i think did a solid and they were like deal bro you don't have I to gonna, but you, know, you have to go out and face is- the media and and tell them why you don't want to and you have yeah. to be able to like talk about it and and you just saw yeah, them like, we're not going to cover and waffle, and waffle and waffle yeah I'm not, I don't want to be on the other side where I force people to do things they don't want to do, but make them be accountable.
0: No. And that's the thing. That's the thing too. It's almost worse when the Rangers and the Minnesota wild just kind of like quietly sweep the whole thing under the rug and none of them wear it. The the optics are not good. You guys suck. Like (laughs) the New York Rangers. Like you're telling me, like you play on the New York Rangers and you can't have like an ounce of solidarity for the LGBTQ community in New York City. It's New York City, bro. Yeah, (laughs) come on. The
1: melting pot of melting pots.
0: That's it. You gotta be accepting. You can't like you can't. And that that's the other thing. If you once once you put that uniform on, you're not James Reimer anymore you're a you're the Sin- you're the, Ranger. the San Jose sharks that's right. what you are you're a professional yeah. athlete yeah why don't you grow a pair and go out there and do your job yeah because you influence people more than you know it's not about like it's not about you and your personal beliefs no one gives a crap about your personal beliefs you know yeah you it's can talk about those your on your
1: own time but when you're
0: yeah. on the ice yeah. for the San Jose you can go Sharks, to church on Sunday, you're a shark. But today, you're wearing that rainbow freaking jersey, bro. <laughs> Plus, by the way, those jerseys are fire. Like, They're sick. The, all of them. Every single one. I mean, I was looking at the Minnesota Wild Pride jerseys. Uh, and I was like, damn. The Vancouver
1: Canucks jersey from last year. I'm not like a Canucks fan in any no, way, shape, not or form. At all. Me but either, I want that jersey. It is <laughs> radical. So, yeah. unfortunately, a lot of that stuff, you know, it gets auctioned off for like $1,500. And
0: I'm like, oh, oh they're just so I expensive. Can't. No, I can't. Not, not for the normal blue I can't hang with the something. crowd. <laughs> but I couldn't afford the sleeve uh, on that jersey. <laughs> to
1: the, the, the last thing I want to say about this, let's talk about the dichotomy of Veterans Night or like military support supporting night like nobody ever doesn't wear those jerseys and guess what i don't know the actual statistic but i bet it's got to be like 75 percent of the players in this league are not from america and yet they're wearing jerseys that support the american military like the american military is the greatest thing on earth Mm, 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 mm. Uh Yeah. Uh yeah like can you imagine being like a russian like a russian how many russian players didn't wear the like military night uniforms and, and you know what the funny thing is, is they know it's the U.S. military. They really like just it, at best, they justify in their heads like, well, it's a military jersey. So I'm technically supporting the, the Russian military in secret. Well, guess what? Everyone knows that's a, that's a U.S. military jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Have you checked the
0: camouflage? Like I like Call of Duty, so this looks cool. <laughs> yeah, it's nonsense. It's, I don't know. It's, it's like where total this, like, nonsense. Why do you think? Yeah, like yeah. How do you just think that like your personal view of the whole situation should change the whole thing?
1: Unfortunately, I feel like there's a lot of like in the last four years, it feels like the there's a lot of hatred and vitriol like boiling up again in this area you know, against the LGBTQ community, and uh, it's really unfortunate, I think it spills over in, you know, the hockey arena. Well,
0: and that's why you got all these crazy white supremacists going out there terrorizing the whole country. People like us. It's nuts. It's just gotta stop. You gotta, like, you gotta think about, like, you know, it's okay if you, I mean, it's not, it's not even okay. It's like, you need to start accepting people for who they are, and if you can't do that, you need to get the hell out of professional sports and the country and the world.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a, a there is an amount of privilege that comes with being a professional athlete, and yeah. so there are some things that I think you have to be accountable for. You know, Joe yeah. Schmo on the street doesn't have the same accountability or visibility. So all those things need to be accounted for. That's so, right.
0: If you want to work construction, call me. I'll get you a job. But if you want to be the goalie of the San Jose Sharks, then, you know. In your construction job, you're
1: not going to ask people to wear rainbow uniforms one day a no, month? No. It's
0: all going to be high-vis and hard hats. That's it. <laughs>
1: no, it must be a regulation thing. Yeah. High-vis like, high, high like rainbow high-vis? Or what's the deal?
0: I mean – I think, like, see, that's that's the gray area, right? It's like I think you could get away with just about anything as long as you had that high-vis stripe on there. So, I mean, it's just like we were talking about. I was going to get those hard hats with the, the red light on top. Honestly, Doug, I
1: don't know why you haven't sent me one yet. Like, after, I you, realized, after you realized I don't think that I can you haven't spent all that money on those hard hats, <laughs> you should have spent some money on them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just saying absolutely okay dude if we make the playoffs the minute we clinch dude i expect uh an, an alert I'm gonna fly out there amazon delivery
0: <laughs> light up red lights on top yeah and cracking s's on the sides right down lenny wilkins way <laughs> yeah <laughs> well i mean that's it it's not even it's there's so many others who are marginalized in these communities and in hockey, right? Women. Absolutely. African American history and hockey, indigenous people's night. And it's, it's all,
1: all these things that we're
0: doing and it's all for everyone. Yeah. Yeah.
1: If hockey really is for everyone, it needs to be for everyone. And that's,
0: that's right. That's what it is. You can't sit up there on your high horse and (laughs) say, it's for you and not them. Yep. And that's it. You saw the guy in his in his press conference waffling.
1: Yeah, we we can all recognize that stuff. Yeah. We'll get it square and we'll keep holding people accountable. And right now the three people that are listening to this will feel bad. And someday They're saying, what the puck. Maybe it'll <laughs> be five hundred. Who knows? But here you go.
0: Kraken Captain's podcast is the original Kraken Podcast. And JB and I want to thank all you Kraken fans for listening. We're hockey lovers. We're doing it for the love, but we're also doing it for you. So let's go cracking!
1: We would love to hear from you. So tweet us at Cracking Captains. But keep your head up because another episode is coming real soon. <laughs> soon. Hello
0: out there! We're on the air. It's hockey night tonight. Tension grows. The whistle blows, and the puck goes down the ice. The goalie jumps and the players bump and the fans all go insane. Someone roars,
1: Bobby scores at the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name.